0: Moon out with Nebbia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at Moen.com slash Nebbia.
1: Hi, it's Jerry the King Lawler, and you're tuned in to the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. I don't know why you are, but you are.
0: Amazing, says some guy. These men have changed broadcasting forever. The Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. <laughs> you oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, oh, no, I can't afford Skype. That was the baseball analogy. Yeah, come on, I just thinking with yaki da. I don't speak Japan and you f***ing people. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, <laughs> you, DT. What? <laughs> what do you think about that, Kev? Oh, well, uh, East is pretty fucking sexy, and uh, did I mention Roman Reigns gives me a boner? And uh, yeah, um, uh, the 1980s baseball and wrestling was better than anything else. <laughs> DonTony.com
2: What's up, everyone? November 26th, 2018. Welcome to this edition of the Don Tony, Kevin Castle Show. I am Don Tony. He is... Kev Castle. Kev, you know what I realized tonight about Raw? Uh, Besides the obvious? What's that? It gives me flashbacks to... You know what? For those that live in New York, you could even say this for Hot 97... That piece of shit, fucking wannabe, hip-hop, thug radio station. The drizzling shits. And I haven't felt this way about a music station since probably the mid to late 80s when I used to be forced to sit in the back seat of my father's car because I wasn't old enough to drive. And my father would take us on like these one or two hour trips and he would put the same goddamn radio station and you would listen to it two hours one way, two hours the other way. And what you noticed is they played the same seven goddamn songs over and over again. From Cindy Lauper's Time After Time to Wham's Careless Whisper." And I fucking wanted to, I, I, seriously, I wanted to take my, romp, my romper room foam uh, machine gun and start blowing all of them away. I wanted to fucking kill them all. You know, not f- literally, but mm-hmm. this is like Hot 97 now. Put on Hot 97 for two hours and you'll hear the same goddamn songs over and over and over and over. And maybe you'll get one song that's a little bit different or you might even get a mashup. And that's what WWE is for the most part. It's like, okay, you know, I don't feel like writing tonight. So let's go with, you know, what we know best. I mean, they just, it's funny because this week in wrestling history, the the episode I'm coming up doing this week, they did a fan poll like three or four years ago and it was a really long fan poll. It was a survey and it was the same topics that they brought up earlier this year. What makes you turn off Raw? And one of the options was seeing the same goddamn shit over and over and over and over again. (coughs) And I understand that Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins is an artwork, but even a number one song... Gets tired of listening to when you hear it on the same fucking radio station over and over and over and over and over and over again. That's why I could listen to a song, I could listen to a Bon Jovi song from like 1988 because I really haven't heard it since then. But I guarantee you, in 1988, I wanted to set the motherfucker's hair on fire. You know, this is just the same shit over and over and over and over and over and over and over.
1: And what's that old saying, DT? What's the uh, definition of madness, doing the same thing over and over again? I mean, at least get Gallows and Anderson. Do a fucking trade
2: or something. Bring Gallows and Anderson to Raw. Let them line up with Finn Balor so they can do Balor Club and sell some Balor Club merchandise. Try to freshen it up a little bit. I mean, you know, I, I saw people online say Bray Wyatt came back at Stockade. Maybe he's going to help Finn Balor. And help him what? What? So they he doesn't wear the makeup anymore. What would you rather have, fucking Finn Balor and Bray <coughs> Wyatt? Come on, you, you want fucking Gallows and Anderson to team up? Maybe even do something with AJ Styles, which is obviously not going to happen. But come on, really mix
1: it up a little bit. Here's that they they're down to three fucking baby faces. They squash two of them tonight. Uh, Elias, who gets an opening segment, you're thinking, oh, big push. They destroy him. They destroy Finn Balor, which has become a weekly thing. I don't know what, why they're trying to diminish this guy's value every week. Uh, Seth Rollins was the only babyface who looked good tonight. So they have three babyfaces. Braun Strowman's out for who God knows when. Bray Wyatt did come back. Yeah, a couple. Of, he's, knows, he's not. God, not it, listen, I, let's let's make this clear
2: for everybody out there. All right. The more you hear them bring up, uh, oh, you know Baron Corbin is going to be inaugurated GM, and you know Strowman's out with an injury. He'll be
1: back. Lot quicker than you think. It's true, but they're down to one solid baby <laughs> face, which is dangerous for any show. They're ridiculous to squash these guys. I get it. Weeks. They want to put they want to put heat on these three schmucks. But Bobby Lashley has go-away heat, so does Baron Corbin. Drew McIntyre is something special. He's got to be dragged along with these two da With uh, Lashley, DT, you got to admit, Lashley is just garbage. There's nothing there. Nobody cares. You can put sunglasses on and a vest, whatever they're trying to do to him, to badass now, him up. Still the, wearing that stupid the, headband. Come on. TLC's two weeks away. It doesn't matter.
2: So what are you just going to say? Everybody's going to stop tuning in within the next two weeks?
1: Dude, you got to fucking call the show for what mm. it is. It's, it, it was a, a uh, abysmal tonight. Of course I mean, it was abysmal, abysmal. But, abysmal. But we make it sound like, ah, that's it. Yo, Let me turn all I'm the audio off. So, you know, that me, me. sounds what it is, but we're entitled to vent. We're wasting three hours of I just it said
2: I wanted to fucking take my foam machine gun and blow them all away. Take my fucking... Bendy Buddies of WWF have
1: fucking ripped their heads off. And the the thing is, DT, they're not wanting you to keep tuning in. They're leaving you not wanting more. Isn't that the whole thing? Leaving you wanting more? Leaving you on on the edge uh, edge of the cliff? Come back next week? Not, shit, what's on next week that I don't have to watch this? It's just, it's it's must not see TV. And I don't understand the concept of that. I don't get it. I don't get it.
2: It's just, you know, the more the baby face gets beaten up, the more yeah. important it's supposed to be when they finally get the revenge, and this is just, you know, come on. Back then, I'm not comparing it to NWO, but you had heel factions that would just run rough shot and just. Yeah, but DT, tot-
1: those guys, those guys were over, and the ratings were through the roof.
2: I understand that, but you know, look, you, unfortunately, they're trying to um, run a store, and they have two, three, four, five you know, products that they're (laughs) known for, and they have some subpar items. And unfortunately, it just feels like the writers write it in. I mean, the women's segment tonight, and I believe that this was the goal, the design. This was done strictly to start planting the seeds of the women's tag team division. Even though they didn't do that interview segment, didn't have, you know, some plant in the crowd ask about tag teams or maybe Bailey come out and say you know I would love to have tag team titles or something like that I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, this is going to lead to tag team matches next week. You have Nia Jackson, and Tamina together. You got, you know, Hug and fucking whatever together. Natty all of a sudden is coming to the rescue of of, uh, of uh, Ronda Rousey again. I mean, you got all of a sudden, for some reason, Dana Brooke, who teamed up with Bayley and Sasha Banks a day or two ago, and she's attacking them with Alicia Fox. And it's just, they're just pairing people together. And I think... I wouldn't be surprised if they have Alexa Bliss make that announcement of the, you know, raw women's tag titles. You know, it's funny you heard it's bad enough that Michael Cole does it when I see podcasts of websites and I'm gonna have a field day later on with this Lars Sullivan shit, but oh you know when you see these podcasts of websites online, there's a reason why we're coming to Pandora, and no one else is okay you see these places online saying. Wow, you know, why would you do that with Alexa Bliss? You know she's, she's, you know, she's currently on the roster. It makes no sense. The fuck you think Baron Corbin is? Retired? He's a fucking active member of the roster too. What the fuck you smoking? So it's just, look, about two months ago, we were on this show and I told everyone, pay very close attention to Alexa Bliss's injury, because a month and a half ago or two months ago, she got a little physical in the ring, and everybody online was like, oh, she's back, she's back, she's back, she's back. No, she's not back. And she, her concussions are a little more serious than what was being portrayed. I said that almost two months ago. Now, with two months later, and I said, I think it was on um, the AMA that we did earlier this week. I wouldn't be surprised if Alexa Bliss doesn't return to the ring till the end of the year or maybe even early next year. Who knows? But at least they're utilizing her in some way. But just in the beginning when you thought that, okay, maybe she'll be, you know, the bipolar tweener like Stephanie is, you know, she just, she brings Sasha and Bailey to the ring and she's dogging on the fans. And it's like,
1: okay, I just, it's just all over the place. Yeah, just to jump them again, yet again, uh, and, and utilize Dana Brooke, who I guess turned the heel in the last couple of weeks. I, we don't know what they're doing with her. And Alicia Fox already was in a segment, and then she's in another segment. Like, we can't get enough for her. And you're talking about Natty. She didn't even make it to the ring because, side note, she got jumped and beat up by... Uh, Ruby Riot and crew. I mean, I get it, DT. They're trying to pair people off and the tag team thing. But this, again, they're not putting on their best display to keep the interest and tune in for the next week. You know, it's it's turning off fans. I just don't get what they're doing. The writing is <laughs> the writing is at its all time work. Lazy. Yeah, lazy, it's lazy. writing. It's, it's what it is. It's lazy. It's absolutely lazy. Um,
2: one thing that's not lazy is us, and I want to thank everybody. I uh, hope uh, I'm back. I was I was out last week, uh, at the Ranger game. I know I opened up last week's show, but I didn't come on. Uh, right. Shout out to Jesus Leva and Adam Goldbold, uh, Godbold, excuse me, our newest. Mm-hmm. Patrons, welcome aboard. You yes. also got to shout out DJ Dells. He went to the WrestleCade Fan Fest Super Show over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And my God, they had like a thousand legends and current stars. And he has all these awesome videos of all these people from Hall of Famers the current stars. And I will tell you, Dells, from looking at the whole video, Fala ba
1: comes off as the most likable person of them all. I was going to say, I saw both videos. I was interacting with Dells the other night and uh, very good footage. He had two different segment clips, about 12 minutes each, about 25 mm-hmm. minutes altogether between the two. And he, it looked like he was hitting up and talking to everybody. And Dells has a very good uh, rapport with everybody, if you notice. He's, mm-hmm. he's really good at working the room. And uh, it seems he knows a lot of these guys, too. Clearly, he's a uh, an old favorite from past uh, conventions over there. But it was it was good clips. Anybody check out DJ Dells. He's got the clips up on his Twitter. And it was uh, fun to watch. I get a kick
2: out of uh, people PMing me and writing in our chat that a whole bunch of podcasts that don't normally do Monday shows are all scrambling to Monday shows. I tonight. saw
1: that today. I and saw, I saw it, a bunch of them, yeah. It's,
2: you know... D- d- but yet, if you go on Stitcher between Monday's DT. show and this week in Wrestling History, we're actually, I think, in the top 50 of every show that is available on Stitcher, that's over 20,000 podcasts. In fact, I think we went there up 250 <laughs> spots last week. Minus. So you know, people could scramble, they could uh, the, pro- the problem is is their core uh, foundation is all fucked up. And I, you know, can we segue to Lars Sullivan? my Please. new favorite uh, wrestler my new favorite I was, wrestler. I was hoping
1: you'd chime in on twitter i didn't see i know you were busy this oh, week no, about, I, I was i was dying to see what you were gonna say and i kind of knew we'd mostly be on the same side i saw a guy from uh colorado who's worked with him who's an announcer over there in the independence was saying uh, it's very misunderstood i mean give me your take on it and then you know we'll, we'll go through the whole but what do you what do you whole, think of the overall uh situation with his posts i just didn't like the stuff the 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 trolls salivating like that they could possibly ruin the guy's career over these tweets. Listen, some of them were ridiculous, but to me it was – it was he was trolling. He was trolling people on a message board from two two thousand eight. Some of them were as back as two thousand five. Some in two thousand nine. Some two thousand eleven. Okay, still very much in the past. Pre WWE, he was nineteen between nineteen and twenty three, and some of the posts were just opinions. It wasn't anything racial. He didn't use the N word. He didn't use any words like Hulk Hogan. He said some stuff. Uh, right. You know, uh, clearly we kind of know what political side of the fence is on, but forget that. Jeff Hardy being a drug addict, he was talking about when Jeff Hardy had that match with Sting, yep. and he wasn't the only one yep. saying those things about Jeff Hardy, by the way. Yep. Go watch some shoot interviews. You want to see Jeff Hardy called some names back then. Um, I and guarantee stuff, you, yeah. I guarantee you, Jeff Hardy called himself a drug addict at that I'm, time. I'm, yeah, I'm sure he mm-hmm. did. But what I saw was, and I even interacted a little bit, uh, you know, I was talking to my brother, and I was saying, uh, you know... I, could it be that he was working people and playing this heelish message board mm-hmm. troll? Mm-hmm. Which we've seen people do. No, no. Definitely But even, not. regardless. Mass it, Maniac, it,
2: see, this is little education for everybody out there. Mass Maniac mm-hmm. brought up Lars Sullivan from the bodybuilding boards way, 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 long time ago. Because Before Mass Maniac, like no, when he first broke into the business, and let me let me just say it like this, okay? Mm-hmm. I don't agree with a lot of what Lars Sullivan said. He was Dylan, obviously Dylan whatever you want to call he, him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, was he acting like an absolute asshole on the boards? Absolutely. I don't ta- doubt that whatsoever. All right, but the problem is is that there are websites and podcasts and I don't have any and I want to make this perfectly clear. I don't have any problems when any fans out there that did not know him uh, you know in his you know in his his real name did not know anything about him in NXT because the fact is a very small portion of the WWE universe watches NXT as much as you want to think otherwise that is the case no, so for that. for regular fans out there that didn't know any of this stuff since 2005 2009 2011 2013 all right i don't blame any of you but there are websites and podcasts out there that go back to 2000. And a lot of the the guilty parties that are being the most outspoken about his comments on these boards were around back then. All right. The only reason why a lot of them never talked about it is because A, nobody cut and pasted it, so they didn't cut, copy it from another website, and right. B, because his name was just a regular indie guy, no big future, nothing whatsoever, wasn't on the WWE's radar until years later, it wasn't sexy enough to report. All right. What I love about Lars Sullivan's posts, what I love about it all, is that it exposes every website, every website, and every podcast out there that has been around for a while? They are exposing themselves as the most ridiculous, moronic fools. They are not social justice warriors. They are not. They, they are not. It's did. It, let me put it like this: If my neighbor, all right, calls someone the n-word if my neighbor hears about somebody down the block and says, you know, sometimes rape is not rape, all right, or it's somebody that's running for office or it's someone that runs a bank or it's you or it's me or if it's one of our listeners or if it's a wrestler, all right, you should be offended when someone acts like a racist, or acts like a sexist, or acts like a homophobe, whether they're famous or they're not. And when Lars Sullivan was writing this stuff for years and years and years and years and years, and and it was out there, it wasn't blocked. Bodybuilding forums is not a private forum that you can't see any of the posts, but because he wasn't an NXT guy, he wasn't a WWE guy, that they weren't offended. Did you ever see any of him? Look at this fucking indie piece of shit guy. You know, the only time you saw indie pieces of shits get any exposure on any of these ridiculous bullshit websites is when they kill someone or when a 14-year-old imitates wrestling moves on a 3-year-old. But when it's a racist, homophobic, sexist, this, this, and that, opinions like that, when he was nobody in wrestling, they turned a blind eye, weren't offended, didn't give a flying fuck. But now because he's in WWE, now all of a sudden, holy fucking shit, he he did the worst in fucking punches. Pilot, yeah, he's worse than Satan. All right, and then then the problem is, is that a lot of these websites dug their grave. They dug a hole and they didn't know how to get out of it. So what did they start doing? I invite anybody go look right now. You will see it over and over and over again because once one place posts it, everybody cuts and pastes it. There is a comment that Lars Sullivan wrote. I don't know. It was two thousand nine. 11, 13, 5, I don't know, but he was talking about how some immigrants, illegal immigrants, come to this country because they want free shit, all right, and then he also brought up about the other ethnic groups with that just are looking for welfare, so that's an opinion, You don't like it. It's not classy. It's fucked up. But there are a lot of people out there that want something for nothing. All right, you get offended by it, but what do they do? They write it as a news article. Can you believe what he said? Illegal immigrants come to this country because they want something for nothing. The fuck do you look like? You look like the dumbest fucking snowflake alive. That is not news. That is an opinion. And yes, I know some people are saying, no, that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Of course it's a fact. But it, in, in it, thats his view. His view is a lot of people are lazy. They stay on welfare. They stay on food stamps. They realize that they could have five kids instead of four and get extra money out of it. I know people don't have kids just to get extra money out of it, but it's an incentive that hey, you know, I'm you know, I'd like to have another kid. I don't know if I can afford it. Hey, you know what? Welfare will give you this amount of money. Okay, I spread my legs. You know, it's fucked up. It's not classy. All right, it's not PC, but, but it's, it's not a fireable offense. Exactly. It's, it's no. yeah, in a lot of ways he is uh, extreme right in some of his views, but Man. that's not a fireable offense. You don't uh. like his opinions, you don't like his views, you think he's an asshole. Fine, but What's this gang mentality—let's jump the gun and let's write. Oh, his career might be in in jeopardy, and uh. this is an ad. Blah 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 blah. First of all, you 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 see the fucking. I did. This was the best one of them all. There was a website today that actually was tr- claimed that they had proof that he was the this registered person Okay, right. I could tell you going back to the fucking Declaration of Independence message boards that there were wrestlers created on those pages that were being mm. portrayed to be certain people and they were not, they were fake people. There were right. people being portrayed. I'm not saying that it wasn't him, but if it's a fake name, if it's a fake login and there's a picture of him, sure. It's If it walks like a duck, smells like a duck, acts like a duck, it's probably a duck.
1: But don't fucking go over there and say,
2: we got proof! We got proof! Yeah, well,
1: yeah what, what, you just, you solved a, an assassination, a murder? I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't what, what, like the salivation of some of these people. I, you know, the WWE should take action right away. They should be suspended. For what? For yeah. what? I mean, I, I didn't get, what? what's the deal? And why did they wait until, talk about an agenda. The guy's been here for two years in the spotlight in NXT. Now he's getting Kev. brought up. Clearly he rubbed Kev. somebody the wrong way, DT. Just mm-hmm. just
2: so you know because I did the research before I opened up my mouth now. Mm-hmm. All right, there are a couple of wrestling sites. You go back to 2011 in 2009, that talked about some of what he said on the on these, these bodybuilding forums, all right? Mm-hmm. These websites chose not to talk about it because he was a nobody. He was not, it was not a sexy enough story. It wasn't gonna give them hits, all right? So when someone out there cries that, wow, this guy is a racist, he's a pig, he's this, I'm so offended he shouldn't work in WWE, this is that. Oh, so those comments were okay before he got hired. I mean, you're offended whether he's on the WWE roster or if he's on the fucking works at the gas station on the corner. And this selective outrage just exposes the just the mentality of people. I know a lot of you out there keep saying to me over and over again, hey, why do you keep bringing up podcasts and websites and this and that? because those are the same places out there that want you to tune into them or to follow them and this and that. And we have to obviously always have to cover this stuff because it turns into a big story. Look at the James Ellsworth stuff, okay? I have not said anything publicly about James Ellsworth yet because I've gotten three different stories Different variances um, of this story.
1: By, by the way, DT, story deader than a doornail. Haven't heard a peep about it. Oh, it's, it in the it's week. not dead. I, the uh, re- it's, it's pretty dead. I, haven't, I haven't seen shit. I'm on this thing every day. I haven't seen anybody talk it, about it. Maybe because Lars Sullivan took president in the last couple of days it, over it. It's not. It's See, the reason why we have to talk about some of this stuff
2: is because of the gang mentality. When you mm-hmm. have 150 websites out there all cutting and pasting the same thing and it floods Google searches and it floods social media and it floods. Twitter searches and it floods comments, and everybody picks up on it and it starts gaining traction. Look at what happened with the Moolah thing, all right? The fucking McMahons cherish Fabulous Moolah. They love that woman, all right? They probably love her possibly more than any woman that's ever been employed by WWE other than relatives. And they'll never say that publicly ever again. And they came out and said, oh, the fans spoke and we listened. No, your fucking advertiser didn't want Moolah associated with that trophy, all right? But when some of this gang mentality starts to snowball, it could really, really destroy someone. And as far as Ellsworth getting back to him, all right, that story is not dead yet. But the reason why it hits such a snag is because every play, everybody played inspect the Gadget. You know that 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 that. That's course, what I said. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sorry. I said the only thing I said online is that this 16 year old wanted attention more than anything else. If you took it took five minutes to look at a profile and look at all the photos and look at all the autographs and this and that, and no, it does not make. Right. Anybody sending photos that is this and that. But again, no, it, it, where are the parents? Why aren't you calling the FBI? Why aren't you filing a complaint? Why aren't you doing this? Why? We, we, and and the answer was, what are they going to do? If you were that upset, offended, insulted, harassed, this, this, and that, crying, in a, you, know, you call the fucking cops, you call the FBI, someone out there cares about this person, you fucking call the FBI, you call the cops. But everybody wanted to play inspect the gadget and now it hit a snag because there is no other uh, scenario that they can create or, or come to a conclusion with. Now it's in the hands, okay, where does this go legally where does this does this is fade away
1: with Ellsworth what is
2: his lawyer going to do
1: well uh, not, not not DT did you see the uh, and I don't even like to look up these things it just creeps me out the age of consent in Massachusetts is 16 did you know that yeah sure I did I know that but yeah. to, to me I still feel uncomfortable as a grown
2: man sending so photos That's to a I 16 mean, year old
1: no no I'm talking about just the whole thing is creepy well I, there's mean, a, I mean
2: there's a lot of states that have that consent it's not. There's, uh, there's a majority not, of states. Not in our state.
1: Isn't it a new, 18 in
2: our uh, state? I don't I'm not sure about that. Someone have the link of the age of consent. I, I'm not sure if it's if it's 18. Quite honestly, quite
1: honestly, at our age, we don't you know, really have yeah, to, you it's know, just, the only reason we look into that is because of a news item.
2: Yeah. But the yeah. thing the
1: thing is this with
2: Ellsworth. OK, we don't know <coughs> the complete story. OK, I got three different versions of the story. The, the version that I got originally was what's out there. The second version I got is that this girl was also ch- uh, Snapchatting or chatting with someone else, whether it's a relative or a friend of someone that's right. 30. And they were sharing this and that, and the, he was sending it to this person and she got it. And this, I there's, there's three different scenarios. I don't know which one is true, but I'm not gonna nail this guy to the cross until I know 100% what the story is. You know, I don't blame indie shows for pulling him right now. Yeah, I, bad publicity. Yeah, it's exactly. bad publicity. I mean, look, look what happened with Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal mm-hmm. got accused of all this. Right, where did that go?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it seemed to he seemed to get out of it unscathed.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, it's it's just. The, the, the bottom line is, is that if something is that, if you're that offended by it, especially a 16 year old getting that type of photography and videos from James Ellsworth, I posted the link on Twitter. I said, OK, you know, tough people here, go ahead, post your complaint. Here's the FBI's link. Here's fucking for the, the crimes or whatever it is for the internet. here here File your complaint. Oh no no that's hard put. but you're so offended and outraged that this guy you know can't you know she's taking advantage of her. She doesn't know what to do. She's a you know you you step up to the plate. Everybody fucking backed off. It's yeah. the, the the internet is dangerous it is disgusting and these wrestling websites and podcasts that take the Lars Sullivan thing and blow like I said I have no problem with fans that didn't know about any of this but the Lars Sullivan stuff has been out there for years and I remember Goodman talking about this seven years ago all right, I got to find the episode or two that we talked about it because we used to have little debates as far as you know certain things with different ethnic groups. And one of the topics was something that he wrote. This has been out there. It's not a new story. But because now he's coming to the main roster, right. now all of a sudden, I'm fucking offended. I don't want that person on my show that I'm watching. You know, no, that, you're not offended by it. Because if you were offended by it, you would have opened up your goddamn mouth when the guy wasn't coming to the main roster. Now Law Sullivan is my fucking favorite person that, that, that I haven't even seen on the main roster yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just all these r- ridiculous people on there, you know, trying to scold other people for, like you said, DT, wh- you know, t- doing research and finding out facts instead of going like a bunch of villagers with torches going after Frankenstein. I mean, it was just totally ridiculous. He should be fired. There, there's a more, you know, you should be morally outraged. Oh, the moral compass, everybody hiding on the troll names, chastising other p- grown people on how they should behave and what they should account for. Yeah. It's like, worry about, worry about yourself. I just wanted to say this because it's this guy wanted to make a point. Uh, his name is Lucas Braidwell. He's the uh, play-by-play commentator for Rocky Mountain Pro out there in Colorado. And he said he's known Dylan since he first started training out there in Colorado. He's generally a very good dude. Never saw a hateful bone in his body all the time you knew him. He said he was just young and stupid, had young, stupid moments a long time ago. That's coming from somebody who can knows I, him. Can I say something uh, not to be a dick? No, no, but DT, I want to, I don't, to to hear a comment from someone who's worked with the dude, not someone who doesn't know him,
2: Right, but how many, I'm not comparing Lars Sullivan to a murderer, but how many times have we seen in New York, you've seen on mainstream news when when a story gets sensationalized, someone kills their family, kills this person, goes on a shooting spree, commits all these crimes, and then you have the neighbor, or you have the cousin, or you have the aunt that says, he was a good kid. No, that's usually person. family.
1: So, no, usually the neighbors make well, like a strange, family, strange guy. Right, you know? but
2: don't you think family and neighbors would know better than someone who worked in the
1: wrestling business? Well, my point is, is that no, I didn't see anybody from his family feeling a need to come out. And say
2: <laughs> right, well, that's what I'm saying. We really don't know. We don't know, and and honestly, and you you know this with me too, you know mm-hmm. this with fucking that producer Weinstein. You see it with some, and you know some of the actors. I mean, I don't right. follow some of the some of the entertainment world like you do, but mm-hmm. how many fucking um, performers in the entertainment world have come out really strong for Me Too, really strong for, you know, no abuse against women, and then they get outed for masturbating in front of women or fucking, wha- you, you, that, that comedian that was out not too long ago. Oh, that- we, uh, C.K.? C.K.? Yeah, Mm -hmm. look at CK. He was one of the most outspoken people for women. And what happens? He is one of the biggest perpetrators. I honestly believe, I know this is going to sound fucked up, and I'm throwing it out there because I don't give a shit, all right? I think a lot of these websites out there, a lot of these podcasters, and I think a lot of these people that are overly outspoken about it have oh. the biggest number of the largest number of skeletons in their closet. I think oh. some of them out there have done some really really creepy shit in their private lives that they haven't been busted for and that stack of guilt is overwhelming. And the more you are guilty about it, the more you want to speak out and I see some people in the chat room bringing up certain people, you know, that a few wrestling soup. We'll just leave it like that. But yeah, I'm telling you, man, there are people out there who are the biggest fucking perpetrators of this shit, and there are the biggest outs- ones who are outspoken because of the massive amount of guilt that they have bottled in for the shit that they, they, they did in the past. It has been exposed in the entertainment world. It has been exposed in Hollywood. It has been exposed in sports. It has been, it's been exposed, exposed in,
1: in, in religion. Remember... uh remember uh what's his name uh like jimmy swagger and all these other guys who used to preach this and that and you find out they're going to hookers i have it's sinned like <laughs> i have sinned lord you, i have sinned the same of the other guy dude with uh, tammy faye baker's hut. jim baker jim baker sure I mean, jim baker she that was one. Yeah, i remember 80s. her with all the yeah. shoes so yeah. i'm just
2: telling you everyone out there the biggest the most outspoken people who come out of nowhere with this shit i'm telling you they're the biggest perpetrators of this shit and yeah. they may never get exposed i mean they ne- ne- may never get busted because they are nobodies but sooner or later you know i i always tell the story to people i know pri- privately sooner or later karma does creep up to people it does catch up to people
1: oh, so i always say it's very it's 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 very dangerous sitting in judgment of other people when you got your own skeleton yeah, i'm not a perfect person and nobody you know, nobody is but we're also not we don't call for people's firing and you know just ridiculous yeah that's you know, just totally yeah. ridiculous. And uh, you know, look, it's let's
2: keep this on the reel, everyone. Sure. We just had Thanksgiving. There's not a plethora of wrestling news going on. You know, so we obviously wanted to have a nice, um, I, I say relaxed conversation about <laughs> this instead of cramming it into two or three three minutes, you know. So right. we had a we spent a little extra time on it. Yeah. Um very quickly. It's funny because over the weekend WWE had this Starcade event. It's the house show Cincinnati, Ohio, at the U.S. Bank Arena. I how many people out there honestly? And I say this for for a reason. How many of you out there honestly knew that WWE was having Starcade this weekend in Ohio? I forgot. I got. (laughs) Now you go back one year. And you remember how people were on these fucking I was on the websites. Anybody have a stream? I was watching footage of people sitting on third row with their with their iPhone that was streaming live <laughs> until fucking security said, "Hey, take t- turn that off." I was, last year, it was hyped up and publicized and hyped up and hyped up. And sure, we didn't get on Anderson this year. We didn't get any hype on Legends, even though Elias was doing this segment with Ric Flair or whatever. But, I mean... They did not spend a goddamn minute on this. You know, Saudi Arabia, fucking, you know, Kurt Angle, hey, you know, of all the things I did in my life, you know, the birth of my kids, my gold medal, this is the most important event of my career. Of course, pandering to Saudis makes sense. It's it's smart business. You know, Australia, Australia. You know, the big super showdown and blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying Starcade was going to be a big deal, but they did draw over 7,000 people. Not everybody paid. Did you even know that they were doing this theme over the weekend?
1: No, uh, not really. No. I, I Again, I, I was caught up like everybody else, just kind of, you know, family, friends, mingling, taking some time off, doing what I got to do. I mean, I really kind of forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, it was. So uh, Bray Wyatt did return. Yes, Uh, that I saw. That that I think that's a good thing. And if he's subbing for uh, Braun Strowman, that kind of makes sense. Well, that's why
2: you saw people online today that thought they were geniuses. Hey, hey, Bray Wyatt should come to the aid of. No, he Finn should
1: have he he came out. That would have been Well,
2: nice. it would have been cool, but the only reason why they said that is because Bray Wyatt faced Baron Corbin yesterday. Right. Ooh, he faced Baron Corbin. I haven't done one of those in a long time. Ooh, he faced Baron Corbin. Oh, so he's got to come out, you know, involved in that storyline. I'd rather see Gallows and Anderson. Let him do a trade. Bring him the fucking raw. But if you think it's storyline, why would Baron Corbin trade for people who would come to the aid of Finn Balor? Right, You understand? So I got to be one. I You know, look, I know a lot of people out there. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see gals and ants that come back to Raw, but you also have to be one step ahead and say, well, why would, you know, uh, Baron Corbin trade for them? Makes no sense. True. So we'll we'll see how they, and, and they're not creative enough to come up with something like that. No, they are not. Unless they have bipolar Stephanie come back that, you know, I'm overriding you.
1: I'm overriding you. By the way, uh, side note, and then we can wrap up with the large thing. That was one of his other posts that uh, Stephanie pictures were good uh, jerking off material.
2: <laughs> I, I, honestly, no, look. We I talked about Jit Gel Rags going back to the hotlines in 1997.
1: It's embarrassing because it's his boss now. But you know, I li-
2: look, is well, he, he lying? I don't know. Come on. I mean, he, look, Mick Foley used to talk about uh, Christy Canyon like that, and he finally got the opportunity to meet her. I mean, you know, we've had people that we grew up with that were Jit Gel Rag material. They're women in wrestling when I was younger. You Know that's why I kind of feel funny now when people are like, you know, fuck, Barry Kill when we do the you know the patron shows, but right. um, you know, I, 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 however, I will say Charlie Caruso, wow, um, oh, yeah. that's the, yeah, I mean, it, it, she is, she is one hot piece of ass, and, and I know, oh, that's politically incorrect to say it like that. Um, I she she knows she's got it. So. She knows she's she knows she's got it, and I say that the most complimentary. But yeah, gorgeous um, woman. no, but mm-hmm. Stephanie back in the day, come on, Stephanie, you forget when they were doing the things when uh, she had the breast enhancements, and they did the segment where she was on SmackDown, and the camera started from her lower thighs and went all, yep. all the way up and showed her big ass, and then she had a tits in everybody's faces, and then sometimes she'd come out and you think, you know, if you're watching at home, you think it's 30 degrees in the arena, if you know what I'm talking about. I mean, they really overhyped Stephanie's, you know, sex appeal at that time as well.
1: They did. Remember the famous uh, scene with Cena doing doggonomics and slapping her ass on uh, sure. SmackDown? Sure. Yeah.
2: So, you know, it's not like she was playing the innocent, you know, don't crucify me to the cross, Undertaker. Please don't. It, you know, they did a lot of things where, you know,
1: they, she knew that Jill Rags were flowing all across the globe. Right, and again, he said it over a decade ago, so it's not like he said it last week. Yeah. And again, people calling for Triple H is going to fire. I bet you Triple H is probably going to be like, "Yeah, I can't. That's my wife is hot." I get what you're saying. Yeah. there's not going to be. it's not. Gonna, it's not a fireable offense, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, he's just going to. are just going to have to accept. He's going to be on the I'm main roster. You, man, yeah, don't don't watch it when he's those people
2: that are the. Most outspoken, they're probably whacking the Stephanie right now.
1: <laughs> probably the current Stephanie, yeah.
2: Seriously, you know. Oh,
1: my God.
2: Anyway, um, TLC is coming up, mm-hmm. Less well, about two weeks from now. Uh, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Uh, I still think Strowman versus Corbin is gonna happen in some way, shape or form. I mean, the more they talk about Strowman, you know, being out and Corbin being it's it's just it's right. it's, it's happening. Yeah. And then you got Ronda Rousey defending it against Nia Jax. There was reports all over the weekend that Nia Jax wasn't originally going to be Rousey's opponent at TLC. Was supposed to be Natty, mm-hmm. you know, but unfortunately because of the death of Jim The Anvil they felt that they couldn't keep Natty as a heel right now. Honestly, I'm not saying this to sound like an asshole, but you know, we sympathize with Natty, you know, as human beings, and t- I think she is one of the most genuine people. I don't know her personally, but you, no. for some. There's you see her, you know, outside of you know the cameras, and she comes off as very authentic. She comes off as you know like a really nice person. I don't know if she is, but I think, you know, like the the, the fans feeling guilty that she lost a dad has worn off by now. In fact, I'll go one step further. I am shocked. Nobody has brought this up. So- I'm gonna bring it up. I'm not going to say it's going to happen within the next two weeks, but me, just because if I was a wrestler, you remember when Eddie passed away? Of course. Remember when they did the storyline with the, with the low riders and stuff like that? And, yeah, you know, yeah. And what was the criticism towards Batista and the storylines? Was
1: he criticized? I thought he, he did a nice
2: tribute. No, and- no, I'm not talking about the tribute. I'm talking about the storylines that preceded after Eddie was gone, the storylines that involved Eddie still.
1: What was the criticism?
2: The, the criticism was like, how could you use Eddie in storylines after he's dead? That is so disrespectful. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, they did that with, it was, with him.
2: Yeah. It was fucked up. But- a lot of us at the time thought, "Hey, you know what? We're not wrestlers. We're not in Eddie Guerrero's shoes. Yeah, Eddie, you might have, Eddie, have liked that. Yeah, yeah. Eddie could have said to me, yo, if I'm if I go, you know, I keep my legacy alive. Fucking do this and that. Yeah. I I'll go one step further. I would fucking put Roman Reigns back on TV for one week to try to like maybe you know not 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 get physical, but maybe cut a promo or something on Ambrose or something like that.'" And, you know, get even more heel heat. I mean, I saw people in an uproar last week. Oh, my God, how could Dean Ambrose bring up Roman Reigns? This I is this is fucking have. entertainment. This isn't fucking romper room. This is PG entertainment. You mean to tell me that a movie where someone fucking talks about someone's health? Oh, how dare he? This is Dean Ambrose. This is not John Moxley. And I got news for you. They have so much love and respect for Roman Reigns. I guarantee you that Roman Reigns gave his blessing. Yeah, no, no, no. If he gets the storyline over even more, that Dean Ambrose is just a sick motherfucker and just distasteful prick. Yeah, no, no,
1: it's fine. I'm cool, I'm cool. Yeah, so, I'm sure they spoke spoke about that. I don't know why fans are, again, this moral compass of fans for wrestling, which is a, a, a story building, it's storytelling. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm
2: mm-hmm. not, I I think, you may not read this. You may, you know, maybe Meltzer or somebody will bring it up in the future. Maybe this is just coincidence. Right. Or maybe you'll observe it. Maybe you'll feel this way. But we're in a, an era right now, as far as WWE goes, where, you remember when Roman Reigns went down and I said, who is going to replace him as... The real good guy for the role model for the kids and everything. And I said that WWE may go a little while without that role model, quintessential person. Yeah. I have a feeling, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying WWE's going to attitude, but I have a feeling that WWE is going to concentrate more on trying to build the teen adult, the teen male, the teen female, not necessarily the children and that if the children still wanna tune into WWE they still got Bailey they still got you know clean cut guys you know they'll they'll they got oh look at the lucha people with the mask you know mommy I want lucha mask so they'll still have but as far as the clear cut John Cena the clear cut take your prayers eat your vitamins you know say your prayers the roman reigns like they're going to be without someone like that for a little while so i think they're going to focus on teenagers and, yeah. and adults, of course.
1: I don't know. Do you, do you feel that way? Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm, I didn't really think... I, like I said, you know, you're bringing up something I didn't really think about. So, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Speaking of Cena, he is
2: going to be working December events for WWE. He's going to work uh, the day after Christmas in MSG, 27th in the Nassau Coliseum, 28th in Maryland, and the 30th in Tampa, Florida. These are all house shows. Uh, no, actually, the, the Raw event... Uh, yeah, the twenty sixth is a, is the yeah this no December twenty sixth is a Wednesday. So no, is it? Yeah, uh, it's a Wednesday. Christmas. Chris, Chris, wait,
1: Christmas falls on what day this year? Christmas Tuesday? falls on a Tuesday. Tuesday okay yeah they released uh, WWE.com if anybody because Cena is a big star and maybe kids want to go see him or whatever there's um, a complete list of events on WWE.com because he's doing a series of uh, show dates in January too from Georgia through Alabama through the southern states Uh, he's going to be making a bunch of appearances in January too yeah he's got that movie coming out so yeah yeah yeah, what is it
2: Bumblebee or something
1: but yeah he's in that Bumblebee Transformers Transformers Bumblebee yeah. yeah
2: Why would I want to see a Transformer turn into a bumblebee?
1: I, I tell you the truth, I didn't even know that movie. I kinda, <laughs> I'm kind of off the radar of the Transformers. I, I, I haven't seen stuff. any of the three, that the two or three they put out. I haven't even watched them.
2: By the way, for those that are not on our Patreon, you missed an awesome rapid-fire oh, yeah. Ask Us Anything episode last week. Mish, Kev, myself, we did three and a half hours. You sign up patreon.com slash Tony um you can just really enjoy not only that episode but there's hundreds of hours of breakfast soup there's hundreds of hours of castle Chronicles. blah 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 is returned you get ad-free editions of dtkc show breakfast with blasi by the way breakfast with blasi will be back Not next, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. I ended up taking off this week because it was Thanksgiving, and I was just planning going away with with my family was just uh, overwhelming. And as you saw on my personal Facebook page today, I mean, I'm not gonna take a close friend of mine for 25 years and then hashtag his name Uh and then say, you know, his father died when it didn't. My friend's father passed away uh, Saturday night, so tomorrow morning I got to go to the to the
1: funeral. Yeah, condolences on that. By yeah, the way. no,
2: thank you. You know what sucks about that, man? I'll be straight up with you, and I don't want to bring be a Debbie Downer for anyone out there, mm. but I got news for you, man. I don't do drugs, I don't drink. I have a glass yeah, of yeah. wine once in a while, and I take pain medicine, you know, just a little at right, a right. time. But this guy's father, he died. At, I don't know exactly how old he was. He was in his mid seventies, but. This guy never drank, other than maybe a glass of wine with dinner. 5'10, a buck 85. Oh, wow. Never yeah. smoked, never drank, never did drugs. Exercise bike, used to ride his bike from his house to the hair salon that he owned. And this guy was the definition of someone who was never an ounce overweight, no high blood pressure, no nothing. Lived clean as a whistle his entire life and was taken from us in his mid 70s. A heart attack? Yeah, he had, well, he had huh. cancer and then he died oh. in his sleep on
1: Saturday. Oh, okay, I was gonna say. Uh.
2: Yeah, it just didn't, and cancer didn't even run in his family. He yeah. just this guy cut my hair for about twenty years and then his son cut, took over, and I can honestly say about two two and a half years ago, his father was still cutting my hair. And then his father just started breaking down, and he started looking frail, and he would have a hard time walking, and the next thing you know, he's having problems breathing, and the next thing you know, he's in the hospital, and we're like, out out of everybody I've ever known in my life that's in their 70s and 80s, this guy lived the cleanest, and he still died in his 70s i'm t- i talked to my friend tonight I was, and he said to me too and i agree with him makes me want to do lines it <laughs> makes me let not give a shit because he is this guy that clean that lived his whole life the right way and still was taken away in the 70s yeah
1: he's just you know health is everything yeah
2: shout out to our associate producers tyke z bowers rob from nashville john krauser tony michael petrowski Bad Boy Nico, Paul Convoy, Daniel Williams, Dan Hayes Valdez, Justin Rebstock, John Miller, Mark Redman, John Steck, John Coffey, Andrew914, Andrew, I'm glad you got the shirts, Zach Sputamore, Jerry Stewart. I don't remember who is the person that won... The Adam Cole, Kevin Steen videos that want, that you request from our video. Feinstein finally shipped out the goddamn videos. I ordered these things for our Patreon when on November 4th. This motherfucker didn't ship it out until today. Oh God! So geez. and I say that with love because I, I I have no problem with with
1: Rob. They have but, a, I know they have a rep of late shipping.
2: They yeah, I was like, and I even wrote it. I I didn't. I felt bad writing it on Twitter, but I was like, and that was even like seven eight days ago. I'm like, dude, you know, I ordered two videos. Why is it taking three weeks to ship something out? And uh, finally, it was shipped out today. Um, oh. And Mr. Wombat, your new Japan shirt is finally on its way from Japan. Um, we do make special requests on Patreon. We had a winner that wanted a specific New Japan shirt that was only sold through New Japan in Japan. And um, man, what I had to go through for, to get this <laughs> shirt. you know Now it's easy, but I don't know if anyone out there has ever tried to buy a uh, merchandise from New Japan's Japan website, where it's shipped from Japan. It yeah. is not easy. Oh, I can imagine. It is not. It's not simply... You know, go on the English version page, pay the money, and it gets shipped out. You have to set up an account with this Senzo company, and wow, it was so fucked up. And I'm like, wow, New Japan. If you're listening, if you got any fucking Japanese that speak English, I don't speak Japan, but, you know, make that easier. Holy shit, what they put me through. Seriously. Zach Spunamori, Jerry Stewart, Magic Johnson, Paul Woods Jr., Rich Maharg, Adam DeMoy, Diogo Nobre, Johnny Marin, Michael Westfall, Villainous Havoc, Courtney Summers, Chuck Lentz, Billy Taylor, Nico Time, Hassan Al-Hashmi, Brett Webster, Aaron Walker, Aaron Kloss, outnahia, Anthony Smith, James Grusso, Mark Israel. I know these names sound like a broken record, everyone. They are the reason why these shows remain free for everyone. And believe uh-huh. me, I tell you, when we hit Pandora and our stats blow up even further it's going to be even a bigger challenge to you know keep these shows free for everyone but
1: exactly. um,
2: they are our stockholders of what we do everybody on Patreon uh, shout out to Jeffrey Collins, Tim Everhart, Bob Mack Lucio Dalban, Mandingo Chamberlain Josh Wilson, Jason Pratt Scott Woodford, CJ Uihara Crestman, James D- Deal Donald J. Trump, Russell Zavala Coombs Jr. Douglas McKay Anna the Gay Banana, Julian LeBlanc Brandon Rice, Carl Butoka, a.k.a. Cheese and Rice, the metaphor Isaac Fox, Spider Lewin, Rob McKay, Brian Byrne, Daniel Warren, and Michael Cuomo. So thank you for the support, as always. We'll get into yes. more shout-outs in a little bit. Uh, you know, just best wishes go out to Hacksaw Jim Duggan.
1: Yes. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, or- I, I saw him. I followed it, But Do we know what he was hospitalized for? They were very vague about you it. You
2: know, the, the children, the daughters were like, Oh, my God, he's home. He's home. we'll We'll write about it in more detail later on. and they never wrote about it. And yeah, honest- it was in
1: the intensive care unit, too. I mean, that's no, you know, that's not the uh, you know, general admittance. He was in intensive care for a couple of days that they did not say what it was. I have no problem with the daughters not posting it right
2: away. You know, you <laughs> want to like tell everyone, but you know, you just want to spend time with your dad. You know, from looking at how he was hooked up, very reminiscent of my mom, Mm-hmm. it's definitely heart issues, chest, heart. I think, um, you know, he may have, uh, I don't want to, uh, you know, assume or speculate, guess, yeah.
1: speculate, but it was definitely something with the heart. Well, we know he's battled uh, kidney cancer. He's, he's had some serious illnesses in the past that he's he's fought and won. So, uh, you know, remember he had the kidney cancer years ago. Yes. So we don't know. I guess they'll reveal it when they do. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll report it when we see it.
2: You know what? He, thank God he's better and he's home and uh, best wishes go out to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Um, our condolences to the family and friends of Larry Matisik. Uh For those that don't know, um, yes. he used to be uh, an announcer for Wrestling at the Chase. He actually still did interviews up until a year or so ago. He was very sick, very frail. Um, anyone out there, you just do some YouTube searches, you will see him. Up until maybe a year ago, and you'll see he has not been doing well for a while. But even if that name is never, um, if that name is not familiar to you, all right. not only was he a great announcer, and this was uh-huh. kind of sad to see because a lot of websites never mentioned how good of an author he was. He wrote the book on the Wrestling at the Chase. He co-authored the book about Bruiser Brody. That's he wrote the book of fifty greatest professional, fifty greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Yep, drawing heat the hard way.
1: This guy wrote many books. That yeah, are- La- yeah, Larry. I'm sorry, to cut you off, D.T. He was a good friend of uh, Brody's wife, Barbara. Goodish, convinced her to. Write that book, and he was in the documentary, a lot of the documentary on Bruiser Brody that uh, High Spots put out. Yep. Uh, he, he was in about half of it. Yes. And he, he looked, I, I was saying, he, he looked, maybe he had something going on there uh, when that was done, which was about a year and a half, two years ago at this point. Um, but yeah, he he was he was good friends with Brody, good friends with Dick Murdoch and Dusty Rhodes and all Ric Flair and I'm surprised more wasn't said about him. It's kind of too yeah. bad. He's a guy from yesteryear, but a guy who had a lot of props with guys like Bob Geigel and the Keel Auditorium and famous infamous matches that took place at the Keel. Mm. So I mean, uh, he's he's got a name for old school wrestling fans.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you 100%. I I didn't expect WWE to say anything, obviously, and no. and and it's nothing wrong with them not saying it, but. I expected a lot of legends who are on social media to have written something in the last two days. And I'm not gonna start picking out names, but there were yeah. quite a few people absent. I was like, wow, that's fucked up. Because yeah. you and I, he wasn't a household name, but that guy is, you know, legendary. I mean, he's in the pro wrestling hall of fame. I mean, that guy should have gotten more love online. That's Kind of a shame to be honest.
1: Yeah, he, he's he's a great storyteller. If you watch the Brody documentary, um, you know the Last Rebel it was yeah. a Brody story. Yeah. Uh, Larry's yeah. a great, great storyteller, and I actually found myself and I heard he was an author of other books. I was even thinking of ordering some of them. He just really captured my interest because clearly, you know, me and Don Tony can respect a good storyteller and a good talker, and he's got a lot of stories to tell. He's he's worked with some of the biggest and the best. He's watched Sam Mushnick was his boss at one point, famous promoter. Uh, up there with Vince McMahon Sr. used to be on the NWA board back in the day, a real historian. So yeah, look him up and look up some things. And as DT said, check out some of his books. He's he's a good writer.
2: Yeah, very good writer. I mean, uh-huh. it just you look at the reviews, you look at the success of some of those books. Um, I just like I said, I was a little disappointed that some yeah. websites never even mentioned he was an author. Because yep. I think uh, people would be very impressed at the the amount of writing that he did. Absolutely. Um, very quickly, I know I mentioned Roman Reigns a little bit earlier. My idea of bringing him on TV for a week—he uh, was spotted over the weekend at the Georgia Tech versus Georgia Bulldogs football game. Mm-hmm. He, they put him on camera for about five seconds. Um, he was wearing a beanie hat. Uh, he looked good. He didn't, yeah. you know, he didn't look frail in any way, shape, or form. But you know, you could tell by the beanie hat that uh, the the long locks are gone.
1: Yes, I was going to say that. I saw the clip. I saw it twice because he mouths something in it. Uh, he says, uh, I'm the real big dog here to hell with Georgia, baby. Just kind of taking a little bit of a shot. He he was a Georgia Tech guy, and they were playing uh, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. He was a Georgia Tech yellow jacket, mm-hmm. so that's why. But it was all in good fun, and Georgia Tech actually tweeted, uh, Roman Reigns knows the good word. Yeah. So they, they were having some fun, and yeah, it was nice to see him. Yeah. Um, speaking of lost hair, I, I don't know what you think about this, okay?
2: Shawn Michaels was on Edge of Christian's podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, they asked him why he shaved his head. And um, this was the answer he gave. He said before the storyline started, he was doing a movie. It's an independent movie being filmed in Texas where he had played a younger version of himself with his hair and then later in the movie played an older version of himself that got sick. So he had shaved his head for the movie. And because his head was already shaved and they presented him with the idea of doing Saudi Arabia, um, he said, you know what, Triple H has his head bald now. Why don't I leave it that same way as well? And um, I'll be honest with you. I'm not calling Shawn Michaels a liar, but I think you may agree with me on this. Some of you may agree with me on this. The way technology is in movies now with makeup and special effects, I mean, you mean to tell me that they couldn't have made him bald without shaving his head? I mean, how many movies have we watched over the years where someone portrayed that he was bald and all it was was a makeup job? I mean, in, in 2018, we're supposed to believe that because he was playing an older, bald version of himself that he really had to shave his head I don't believe that.
1: No, I believe that he was bowling for the longest time. I mean, Triple H made a joke years ago at the Hall of Fame about Sean was joining the Hulk Hogan comb over club, uh, roasting him. I mean, there's no, again, that stigma of losing your hair and shaving your ball, that's gone. I mean, Steve Austin made the, made that cool about 20, 25 years ago. Sure. I don't know. Sean maybe still has some vanity about it. You know, even though he's in his mid-50s, he's still clinging on holding on denial i don't know but there's nothing wrong with that i mean you have to you know look at look at all the kurt angle's losing his hair he shaved his head i think it, what guys were losing that kurt angle totally admits his hair was going anyway it was like oh why don't you grow your hair? but goes i can't i mean the mother nature so i don't know what sean I mean, all right you know whatever that's his narrative that's yeah. fine i mean it's his fucking uh it's his life what are you gonna do <laughs> you think sean michaels could have had the kahunas
2: to say look I'm getting older. I was just keeping, I was holding on to part of my youth. And I realized that, you know, my age, that it was time to let the locks go.
1: Absolutely, there's nothing nothing wrong with saying that. It probably would have a lot of guys would have shook their head and say, "Dude, same thing happened to me." I hear what you're saying, you know exactly. Time, father, time. What are you gonna do? Yeah. No one. He doesn't take away from his talent or his successes or his fan base. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. I, I don't get it. But well, like I said, that's that's his story to tell. What are you gonna do? Yeah. It's not it's important. It's hair. What yeah. Garrett? It's hair. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Um. What do you think about this? Story going around about this promotion. It's funny because now all websites are actually gave it a name. It's a promotion that, you know, there's rumors that the Young Bucks, Cody, Jericho.
1: All all, all elite, elite.
2: Yeah, all elite. I, I mean, think about that. Websites have actually created the promotion's name. Number one, you don't even know if a promotion is actually happening. Mm-hmm. Number two, you're giving it a name that is now going to be stuck in people's heads that you're you actually, I just, I find that stupid and asinine for people to do that because now everybody's going to say, oh, AEW, when does it come out? To me, you know what this feels like to me? This feels like the fans that really are dying for all in to become a fed instead of a once a year or, or maybe just a once every couple of year thing that, uh, that oh we need to call give it a name oh we need to say this oh we need to do that there is nothing concrete that shows that this promotion is actually starting up and not only that you know you you actually have people saying that Vince McMahon is trying to sign people to longer contracts what what the fuck you think this promotion's going to start up in 3 months Yeah, And where's the TV deal? Where's the venues? Where's the regular salary? Nobody ain't fucking jumping ship. You know, if someone wants to leave to do indies, you know, Raven was a great example of that. I truly believe to this day, Raven arguably might be the greatest indie wrestler that worked the indie world. And the reason why I say that, and I've said this before, is that... He knew how to make money as an independent... He knew how to maximize his income. Selling gimmicks, you know, just being interactive with fans, doing Gaga shows. I think he really got the most bang for his buck on the indie market. And you can make a comfortable living... In in the indies, now, you know, look, when you're a famous wrestler and you live a high lifestyle, it's very hard to go from that to making, you know, $1,000 or $2,000 a week. But, um, you know, I, I could see a wrestler who's maybe burnt out of the WWE schedule that wants to work indies and they give it the... Uh, perception that he, the person's jumping ship to be part of a new fed. In all yeah. actuality, all they're doing is becoming an indie wrestler who will be open to doing dates for, for a new fed. I think a lot of it is smoke and mirrors right now. Wishful thinking.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. There's there's no evidence of it. I, I actually listen to, like I said, and I listen to a lot of different things, a lot of different podcasts, especially over the last couple of years. And we're kind of doing fantasy football, like playing what if, here's a good scenario, blah, blah, blah. And it's fun to think about that and stuff, but I, I don't want to invest myself too much in that kind of stuff. And we don't really do that on this show. Me and you don't play fantasy booking uh, because, we, again, it's just you know throwing it up in the air kind of stuff. It's not anything based on facts or anything like that. It's like Kenny Omega could be the champion, and the Young Bucks clearly will be the tag team champions. Jim Ross will clearly be lead announcer. There's no evidence of that happening whatsoever. Zero. Yeah. None. No, I mean, if yeah, wishful thinking, great, and and if it happens, wonderful. But uh, again, you know, it's it's fantasy, uh, it's fantasy league until that, we get
2: facts. That's the number one problem right now. People mm-hmm. take wishful thinking, fantasy, and opinions, and emotion, and they try to in, t- turn it into news. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the biggest problem that we encounter. And you know, I I know I have said I will admit it. I have said in the past that this is why we don't cover every stupid little shit thing that's being floating around out there. But there are things out there that snowball into these big stories. And you don't know what it's like, everyone, to get... Tons and tons of PMs and tons of emails and tons yeah. of tweets. Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about Lars? What do you think about this? What do you think about Ellsworth? Are, are, are
1: you guys going to talk about this? Don't forget to talk about that. Yeah, don't oh, forget. This is a big
2: story. Yeah, don't forget. Yeah, don't yeah. forget. I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> it's like we're going out to a grocery shopping. DT, don't yeah. forget. The, the
2: best one was like two or three weeks ago. Guys, don't forget. Talk about the guy who's auctioned off Sasha Banks' hair on eBay. Yeah, I mean. and, and, you know, I don't want to name the website, but the way, this, this one same website that's doing some of this shit with Lars Anderson wrote that story two weeks ago. And and I said this, I think on Breakfast Soup, it might have been. I said, you know, that story sounds so fucking familiar. I remember somebody auctioning off hair not too long ago. So I go into the DTKC archives. Sure enough, I think it was the first week in January, the episode that you and I did we talked about someone who won a Connors Cure shirt in an auction on WWE's website that Sasha Banks had worn and a couple of strands of her fake purple hair because it's the extensions, it's not a real hair. It was a purple extensions was on the shirt. He tried to sell it on eBay. Then I looked up the link. This is how bad websites have become everyone. I looked at the link from two weeks ago or three weeks ago that this person was claiming that someone was auctioning Sasha's hair, and it was the same link from the eBay auction from December of 2017. The auction ended Mm -hmm. 10 months ago. (laughs) So I I, I politely contacted the person. I said, you do realize you're reporting
1: a story that's 10 months old. They left it there. Are they there? Yeah. Um, I want to mention, because I saw Dell's... uh, interviewing him and i watched the clip on instagram i thought it was just a nice thing to do and i wanted to mention it i'm sure you heard about it uh nick aldis and mickey james Mm. on thanksgiving announced uh that they're doing a contest uh submit a story or you know that you want to go home for christmas you're not able to afford it they have the means to help somebody and nick and mickey were talking about it and they said they want to help somebody get home for christmas whether it's fly international across the states or whatever just uh, they have the means to have a nice christmas and they realize a lot of people can't go home and uh, fan they'll pick one at random i'm sure they're going to get thousands of admissions uh and they're going to go over the stories and they're going to agree on who they're going to fly home uh and their family for christmas so it was a nice thing i just thought it was kind of a nice thing nick aldis put out there and him and mickey did something on thanksgiving on instagram and i saw that L's interview him as well at that uh, convention Yeah, he came off so, as
2: very likable as well. Very
1: likable, well, I like Nick I like Nick Alda oh, seems like a cool dude, he really does
2: I, I tell you, you know from Holland Nash, to him to Falaba, I mean to Mean Gene, to um I'm trying to remember. There was someone else that really had me laughing. That was talking to Dells. I mean, Dells. Like wow. I said, he's you said it to it. Very easygoing, likable, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. again, he's someone we plug every week. DJ Dells Sneaker Addict Podcast. He's interviewed a lot of these very same people, so they mm-hmm. they know who he is too. They yeah. may not you know be close with him personally, but seriously, everyone, when we give our plugs. You know, these are recommendations as well. And, you know, a lot of them have patrons just like we do. Um, you know, hosting and equipment and stuff does cost money. But they are, a lot of them have YouTube pages and websites. And you can be listening to this stuff for free and having a ball checking this stuff out. And not only that, you get to see a lot of people outside the element. That's the thing I love the most about Delza's podcast. Yeah, A lot of people he talks to, talking about sneakers and shit like that, they're outside the element. And they just and I I said this when I um, did the uh, heroes one of the last original ECW events I think it was Guilty as Charged 2001 yeah it might have mm-hmm. been but I don't remember which one it was but it was when Francina had simulated the blowjob with the hero and someone actually had brought it up to her uh, a couple of weeks ago and she brought it up and she remembered shouted me out which was really nice I still will never forget her giving, I don't know if you remember the girl. I don't remember her name offhand, but remember the girl that used to be a loyalist in our show, and she had bone cancer, and she was oh, just I an absolute, she loved Francine. So, little story, we, um, Chiller Convention, 2002, and I remember it vividly because the Angels were in the World Series. I remember we went to a sports bar after, watching God. the Angels uh, playing in the 2002 World Series. So, you know, she had an auction where she was auctioning off one of the outfits that she wore in an ECW pay per view. So I was there hanging out with her, Daphne, a few others. And I said, to her, I said, you know what? I said, give me, I think it was like 50 bucks or 100 bucks worth of raffles. And she looked at me like I, I was on drugs. She's like, you know, why so many? And I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe she thought that I was trying to impress her, like, hey, I got all this money. Hey, let me buy all these raffles. And then I told her, I said, look, I said, you know, I I do a hotline. I said, I also do a little wrestling stuff, XPW, whatever I said, and there's this girl who's a loyal listener to the hotline and she's got cancer and she's very sick and she absolutely adores you. I said, I know it sounds a little creepy, but I want to try to win the outfit because Francine used to wear revealing outfits. You know, going up to a cancer, uh, you know, she wasn't a kid. She was like 19 years old, but going up to a cancer person and say, here, here's a revealing Francine bikini outfit. You know, it's it actually comes off a little perverted. So I said, I want to win it and I want to give it to her. So she said, okay, she, now people were really buying raffles so she didn't want to finagle the contest. So it ended up that I lost but I won. I didn't win that contest but she got an extra outfit that she didn't auction off and she gave it to me, autographed it, gave it to her, and I have somewhere still a picture of the girl actually holding it up in the air. Because I didn't want, you know, because it was a legit thing and everything, and she still remembers that to this day, which was awesome. But getting back to the ECW thing, when I brought the heroes, and I know for the haters out there, they hate when I bring up stories like this, I'm bringing it up for a different reason right now. When Mm -hmm. When I brought the heroes, it was me, Smoked out, which I'm sure a lot of you will remember. If you want to go back hardcore hotline days, he was C from the Chronic Connection. Right. It was me and him. And I don't even know who the fuck the two girls were. But it was friends of his. And it ended up being me, him, and two girls because I have four tickets, you know, for the because when I, I was pushing tickets for ECW at the time, one of the things I got in return were front row tickets. Mm-hmm. So when I brought the heroes, I remember vividly saying, you know, when, you know, because we were hanging out backstage, I said, look, you, you, especially to the girls, you see anybody, treat them like regular people. Don't treat them like, you know, they just want to be talked to and treated like everyday people. And that was one of the things that I always remember from there, just hanging out, talking to Paul Heyman, talking to others, just very down to earth. And the more down to earth and you were just regular with them, the cooler they became. And then mm-hmm. I remember it was either Sinister Minister, Um, or Cyrus, I don't remember which one it was, but I remember that person came out of a bathroom or something, and one of these girls just totally embarrassed (laughs) us. No, sticking no. out a tongue, eh, I love you. Oh my God, you're so hotness and, and that. I wasn't trying to hook up with these girls. I just had two extra tickets, and I certainly, and we weren't talking at the time. Otherwise, I probably would have gave you one. Oh. And I, I, definitely was not bringing Joey nine twenty four. We were sitting behind a guardrail. He wouldn't, he wouldn't even be. You know, you have to be this high to like see mm-hmm. over the guardrail. So I just, it was <laughs> me and, <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. He looks like Alec from uh, the Schneider's Kids or whatever? What is that? Schneider's Hospital for Kids? Oh, God, they meant Schneider from One Day at a Time. No, isn't it Sh- oh. Shiner's Hospital for Kids? Shriners? Shriners, Shriners? yes. You know, like, that guy, that I have to say now, that kid Alec is like 17 years old, oh, wow. and he's in puberty. He's past puberty. So now when he talks, it's like, you know, when you watch the commercials, now they're forced to play the old uh, early commercials when he was like right. 10, so you watch it on TV know, you'll see, if you sign up now, we'll send you this adorable, schweinish blanket, just to say thank you. But in all the reality, they can't even use him anymore because now he's like, if you if you sign up with shiners, we'll send you this adorable. It doesn't sound as good when someone is 17. No, but
1: also God bless that he's still alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But his voice, now he's like, he sounds like Barry White. So they're yeah. forced to, you look at the commercials now. I mean, the people are getting younger. I mean, the people that are saying, oh, I want to walk, now they walk. But because they're part of these old commercials, they're still you know, flashing back to when someone couldn't walk, and now they can walk. So the commercial is a little bit deceiving right now.
1: Yeah, I remember. It was that long ago, 2002.
2: Wow. It's, it's been a while, yeah. So anyway, um, shout out to the Texas podcast, Massacre. Mm-hmm. Awesome podcast, horror films, culture films. You've been on there doing They Live. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rocked Reviews. You can find them on YouTube under the name Rocked Reviews. Very unique music podcast. Very, very unique. Sneaker addict, like I said before, is uh Christ in the Toy Verse. Really, really cool podcast. Uh, you can find them under the name Undercover Capes. Your Best Bargains LLC has an Amazon and an eBay store under the same name. Sub for all your wrestling comic book and pop culture collectible needs. Elman Shah has a display store. It's pop culture artwork on metal. I am a customer of his. And when I finish setting up my little podcast studio here for video, you will definitely see that proudly portrayed in the background. Nice. So, um, Anything else you wanted to get before we start
1: wrapping it up? Yeah, I want to plug again because it's coming up. And my friend was on me today, the owner of the club. Uh, it reminded me. Um, Jake the Snake Roberts in Brooklyn, December 7th, on the Dirty Details Towards. The only five borough appearance in Brooklyn at the Gold Sounds Club in Bushwick. Been there many times. Great little spot. Should be a lot of fun. Jake is on the Dirty Details Towards. Stand up comedy. Q&A from the audience, spoken word, Tales from the Road. He's going to be doing, he's got the VIP package. You can go to Ticketfly. Once again, it's at Gold Sounds Nightclub in Bushwick, Brooklyn on Friday, December 7th. It's uh, it's one day we're going to do, Add a second show if the first one was sold out. I don't think the first one's sold out yet. It runs from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. So it's an 8 p.m. start. It's a two-hour show. You can get the VIP package where you can meet Jake and hang out with him and stuff. So uh, go check it out or go to Gold Sounds. It's uh, like I said, Bushwick, Brooklyn, for anybody in the tri-state. For those that don't, that are maybe younger,
2: who didn't hear, like, a lot of Jake interviews over the years, he was on Joe Rogan last week. Yeah, it was good. He did Mm. a very, I mean, the the appearance was excellent. Mm. Um, I mean, other than really him talking about David Arquette having a death match and shit like that, uh, I mean, a lot of what he was saying about drugs and shit like that, I mean, he has said before, So, you know, there was a lot, you know, majority of what he said on Joe Rogan, you know, he has talked about before, but still, as far as, you know, if you took like 10 different Jake interviews and rolled them into one for a really good synopsis, the Joe Rogan one was the way
1: to go yeah joe's got a great podcast and he gets like a lot out of the guy jake had a great interview i finally saw the jake documentary in its entirety i've been wanting to watch it um my friend sent me the link for it and it's actually you can see it on youtube now it's pretty much the whole thing is up there and it was it was good but again i i feel like i've seen it before because i've seen all jake's stuff his interviews all his interviews across the boards with ddp and stuff so i know the story i've heard the story but uh, Jake is a captivating storyteller, so I could see it again. Uh, people ask me if I'm going to go to the show next week. I have to work another show in Queens. I might make an appearance there. I know a bunch of my friends who are going. I'd like to go. I have to see if I got to be in Queens that night or in Brooklyn. I'll, I'll see. I might be there. Maybe run into me. Okay,
2: that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, since we're talking about VIP packages, for those that live in the Nashville area, you might be interested in this. Impact is going to have their January 6th pay-per-view homecoming at the Nashville Fairgrounds, and they're also going to do uh, tapings for Impact Wrestling on the 7th of January. They have VIP packages right now, uh, $250 a piece. Right. I mean, these are awesome packages, but I'm not going to lie, it's a little depressing at the same time because they're offering front row tickets as part of this package. So the fact that you know we're we're only five weeks away, and yes, they put, they put front row seats aside for these VIP packages. But the fact that they have any front row tickets still available for a pay per view is just almost mind blowing. Even if they only draw five, six, seven hundred people, it's just it's a little disappointing to see that. You know, they, they have to use VIP packages to, to you know, front row tickets to sell VIP packages. But $250, you get front row tickets to the pay-per-view, front row tickets to Impact Live the following night. They have VIP events. They're going to be bowling. They're doing trivia, meet and greets, ringside photos. I You get discounts for merchandise. It is really an awesome package. $250 That is awesome. So if you're in the Nashville area, even if you're not a big fan of the current Impact Wrestling product, that is a great one, two night out. You know, with your significant other or a couple of your friends. You're not breaking the bank. I mean, how often do you get the opportunity to sit front row uh, for a televised event? I agree. Yeah, no, that's not bad at all. Yeah, so hopefully some of our listeners that live in the Nashville area want to hear that you guys and gals went.
1: Yeah, go check it out. Like I said, if you have the money and the means, go check it out. Have you
2: checked out any of uh, Enzo's uh, rap performances from last week?
1: No, but I, I, (laughs) I, and I wasn't, and I spoke to somebody who was actually there uh, because I was hearing the attendance, 50 paid admissions, 35 paid admissions, 38 paid admissions at the uh, Whiskey A Go-Go uh like i said there's bands here from new york that tour and and play there so i know the room pretty well um and it was uh less than 50 50 paid admissions which is pretty horrible i mean i i'm very surprised to hear that i was i thought the attendance was off i think people people were kind of embellishing just to kind of humiliate enzo but it was that bad from uh someone who was there in attendance and uh They were saying the same thing. Boy, without the uh, WWE machine or the endorsement, uh, boy, have the mighty fallen. I get news for you. uh, Yeah. yeah. Not to interrupt you.
2: He probably would have been better off if he wasn't from the WWE machine. Because Mm -hmm. if he was some unknown, you know, white rapper, you know, some people might have gone out of curiosity. Oh, who is this guy, Enzo? You know? Oh, by the way, my friend's father that died, his, his, his name was Vincent, but his nickname was Enzo. Oh, really? Yeah, that was his name, Enzo. But um, no, but if he didn't have the WWE machine and he was an unknown, he might have had more people that may have shown up just out of curiosity. But they didn't do one of those Donald Trumps. You know, when Donald Trump, when he does, you know, the the, 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 attendance, the yeah. attendance, he'll say, you know, that the fake news never want to show you the attendance, and then they pan the crowd to show you how big the crowd is. You didn't hear Enzo saying, you know, they don't want to show you how many people are in attendance. They just no. kept it. His music sucks.
1: Yeah, I, I was surprised because people and people were saying to me, Kev, realistically, how good are shows on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday nights? Aren't they off nights in the club business? Yeah, they are. I mean, I, 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 I personally try try to avoid working weeknight shows unless it's a big touring band, Um, you know, local. But sometimes these local shows with local artists and local showcases and open mics do like 100, 150 people on a Tuesday, Wednesday night. So they were probably Whiskey Go-Go is probably better off just doing an open mic and just having him join a bill that was already complete and have him cap off the night instead of making it all about Enzo and not having a bunk, bunch of locals open mm-hmm. i don't know how they structured the show but that just surprises me to do less than 50 50 to miss that just <laughs> that surprises me i mean i've like i said we've done some open mic nights with, with 15 16 year olds at all ages early shows and they've clocked in 90 100 people and they were totally unknown so how does a guy with that kind of celebrity and it wasn't that long ago he was on tv um, people's like, is that the blowback for like people not, I, I don't know what it is. I think there was just no interest in his music, I guess. And I, I think he's probably going to look to get on the independency and do wrestling. He's going to do something else for a living. Cause yeah. this is not going to work out. By the way, I just mm-hmm. noticed
2: it. Now my apologies mm-hmm. to everyone listening live, big oh. shout out to everybody in the chat room. There's oh, okay. like a, a, like a lot of people tuning in tonight. I mean, we always have mm-hmm. a big audience, but Man, did Roar really suck that bad? I, and, <laughs> it, saying, yeah, man. it's like, wow. I, I just like looked at the number. I was like, wait, whoa, okay. But getting back to Enzo, look, mm-hmm. I defended him when that whack job accused him of that shit. And when you know, Mission I got you know the the police report and started analyzing it further. You know, there was you know there were more holes in her story than Swiss cheese or Swiss Lorraine. Um, And I also defended him Yeah, it was wrong for him to do what he did at Survivor Series But when people were immediately calling him a sexual predator online And this, this, and that You know, I thought that was way wrong Because, you know, he That's just not true He was accused The story had You know, it's not like she just dropped the charges And you're always left with that wondering Remember Jerry Lawler in 93 when that 14-year-old yeah, accused him that they were in a hotel room and stuff and then the charges were dropped. Mm-hmm. You know, if you research the story and you hear what she told her mother and she was, uh, you know, someone who sat front row, you know, and, and I don't want to say, like, a, a lot of very young girls who sit front row, like, they fantasize about being with some of these stars and this and that, but that's what it kind of felt like from 93 yeah. with that story. Mm-hmm. That story lingered with him to this day. yeah. You know, so I defended Enzo across the board. But musically, his fucking music sucks. I, I listened to like 30 seconds of it and then I turned it off and I thought there was something wrong with my speakers. It sounded like my speakers blew. I mean, it just, the music is terrible. And then I, I waited a few minutes and said, all right, let me play a different clip of
1: it. And it was even worse. No, and you know, and you were a DJ. I mean, you used to DJ. You know hip hop. You know dance music. You know I don't know what free, that you, was. <laughs> no, no, but you know freestyle. You, you're not like you know. Don't get it twisted. You have a pretty good eclectic, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, vast knowledge of certain music, especially like old hip. You know, you've talked about it before. I mean, even being totally fair, I mean, listen to it. I don't really get who that's going to appeal to. It's really unlistenable. You know what I mean? You know, you know what it feels like to
2: me. It feels like to me that he, you know, look, we've said it for a while. Enzo got fucked a little bit from
1: WWE. He did. He did. He did.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, he when he claimed he did not know about the accusation until a lawyer brought up or something like that. I mean, when you actually take a step back and you look like the, re- I mean, you in hindsight you say to yourself, okay, you know, Enzo just comes off as as a dick. So, yeah. so maybe WWE is like.
1: Waiting for a reason to get rid of them. Exactly, that's exactly, DT, you know it too, it's politics and a lot of different, I mean, you happen to be the boss and run your own business, but even in my business, I'm not an owner or anything, but I'm in the inner circle. If they don't like you in my industry, whether you're a booker, an agent, a band manager, you will see things evaporate and dry up for you option-wise. I have seen guys literally bounced out of the business because of reputation. It's best to not burn bridges in certain industries, and I think he's just pursuing on grata, man, right now. He really is. I think he's he acts like he wants to be a thug, Mm -hmm. And he wants to
2: act like a thug, you know, against WWE for treating him the way that he did. And the only way that he can do it is in a musical way. So, you know, when people are saying, oh, did you know, he took shots at WWE, I ain't fucking... gonna struggle and burn my ears and make my ears bleed to hear what he's saying. Just I'd rather somebody just recap the lyrics or something like that. But you it's not even like see when Macho Man came out with be a man and That's, he was right making fun of Hogan, yeah. you understood what he said. You know, you could rap with it. Be a man, Hulk. Be a man. Be a he's man. He's also Hulk. he's
1: also he's also a big star.
2: Yeah, 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 but even yeah. if even if Macho Man was 85 and senile and did that, you still understood what he's saying. I can't understand what Enzo's saying. Somebody's like, did you hear what he said about WWE or whatever? And then I listen to it And I'm like, I'm supposed to, like, write down these lyrics. I, you know, like... So when I write down a recap or something, or I'll I'll listen to it, and I might be watching Survivor Series or I might be on the computer, but I'm listening in the background and I hear somebody say, Dropkick by Sasha. And I'll write in my notes, oh, Sa- Sasha threw a dropkick. This, uh, at least I could hear it and understand it. I can't even write the fucking lyrics down as I'm hearing it because I don't wow. even know what language he's talking in. It's just, I, and I don't even care if, like I was a fan of that music It's not all of a sudden That I'm going to understand what he's saying You can't make out what he's saying
1: Yeah it's true It's no, horrible
2: it's, true. it's horrendous And you know the, this He had a relationship with Liv Moore What the fuck was she thinking?
1: <laughs> I don't know
2: I mean uh. I just picture him with her And saying hey honey what do you think of this And he starts rapping like that I would have fucking broke up with him too that's horrible
1: music. It's the drizzling shits. It is. I mean, he's going to have to go back to wrestling unless he gets some B acting job or whatever. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah, he was screwed. But in the end, he wasn't liked. And that's a problem. He doesn't, no one has his back. And I don't think after. Doing that during the Sheamus and Cesaro match, and uh, you know disrespecting those guys, I, he's burned his bridges, man. And Cass doesn't even like him anymore. So who, who? And then he's got to eat with Liv, and so that makes automatically all the girls not like him because they all take her back. So who does he got, DT? Who does he got?
2: You remember when people were calling me a racist because I I brought up that some guy was cranking jungle music?
1: Yeah, they didn't, they didn't, <laughs> and
2: they didn't even know that jungle is uh, is actually a, a a type of house music. Like it is a of type of house music. That is true. Yeah. So I just I still remember that I, I was just uh, um before we go, uh, did you see the shit about what Alex Riley? Uh did like um he's he's trying to get attention his way again. I, I was a fan of Alex Riley.
1: Me too. I liked Alex Riley. I listened to Booker T's podcast yesterday. Again, like I said, it was a very dead uh, Sunday around here. Uh no one was around. So I was listening to a different podcasts, listening to clips. And Booker T and I saw the title about uh O'Reilly um Riley challenges John Cena's going to make John Cena's life miserable or something like that. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And it was Booker T and his co-host talking about it and analyzing if uh, Riley meant in wrestling or did he mean in Hollywood because Alex is an actor. So they were trying to analyze what he meant. Was it a shoot? Was it a work? What was he actually talking about? But Booker T did say that Alex has always had something where he felt John Cena screwed him over in his WWE career. Can I can I say this honestly?
2: Mm-hmm. Just my opinion, because we opine. These are opinion shows. Yeah. Um, Alex Riley, he'll never hear this because I don't think he listens to our shows. Take regular people's advice. All right. When you go for years saying that one day you're going to call out John Cena and make his yeah. life miserable, all right. After two weeks, if you don't have the balls to call him out, then you should not be fucking saying it at all. Because I was a fan of Alex Riley. I wish he would have gone further. I always wanted to see some type of a varsity club gimmick where he could yes, have been a part yes, of it. Yes. But, you know, to if is this what he is going to hold on to whenever somebody brings him up with wrestling? The wonder of what does he have hanging over John Cena's head? He comes off... Just pathetic, in my opinion. And and no, it's not, oh, I, I'm dying to hear what Alex Riley has to say so bad that I'm going to just call him a pussy because I'm going to play reverse psychology and talk him into saying it by me saying I don't care about saying it. I don't give a shit what happened with him and John Cena. I don't care if he tried to hit on John Cena's girl. I don't care if John Cena tried to hit on his girl. I don't care if John Cena tried to hit on Alex Riley. I don't care if John Cena stole a movie role. I don't care if John Cena fucking had him job out to fucking Hornswoggle. Whatever you have over his head, you not saying it and saying, one day I'll come out and say it. It, You're going to come out and say it and unless fucking John Cena attempted murder, people are going to be like, that's it? You know, it may have offended you. But to us, we're not emotionally attached to it. This guy sounds awfully butt hurt, And honestly, it's something that probably fucked his career. But in hindsight, it's not a big news story, I, th- I, I think, to any of us. Either just come out and say it, have the balls to say it, or don't fucking tease it at all. The more he teases it, the more pathetic he comes across.
1: Could someone remind me? Anybody in the chat room? Because I just don't have the energy to go look it up. Was um, Ry- Alex Riley in Mrs. Corner when he fought John Cena at WrestleMania? Uh, I. You know what? Um,
2: I he think was, he right? was. I think he was because he was definitely in his corner when he when he won the WWE Championship. Because right. I, I actually last week was the anniversary of it.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I know I, Alex Riley claims uh, the, the the he was very vague about it, but something happened that like he. Uh some he has some vendetta against Alex and John put the screws to him. If anything, he was forced to kind of go into announcing he was injured and, of course, tried to make a comeback. And uh, he blames Cena for his release and everything. And it's it's not... People are even saying, oh, is that a work? Or is he trying? Because Cena's becoming a... No, he's... This has been going on for a long time, as DT said. It's one of those shit to get off the pot or things, and it's been going on for years. Uh, so I don't know what he's going to reveal. I have no idea. And I don't know. But, uh, you know, Booker T, oh, I think, really didn't know. He was just kind of analyzing the situation too he says he's been trying to get Alex to come on the show but they he hasn't heard a response so uh Booker T claims that they were cool so maybe he can come on the show and he'll reveal it there but I don't I don't know what that's supposed to mean I, I is he finally ready to come out and what what blockbuster information can he have on John what what, what could it be yeah you know, just what- just
2: so you know I I mean No disrespect to those in the chat, but, man, you're fucking lazy. I mean, even people that are, you know, that you would think are a little smart. I'm lazy because
1: I asked someone to do it. Well,
2: I did the research myself. WrestleMania 27, um, Miz, uh, Alex Riley was there because Alex Riley actually distracted Miz uh, at some part during the match. And then after the match was over, uh, The Rock, I think, um, landed a move on Cena.
1: Okay, yeah, because he says that um, Cena ruined his WrestleMania moment. Like I said, he's got some real serious like go-to-therapy issues against John Cena. He really does, and I just wish he'd finally talk about it. It's been a couple of years now. I mean, when are you going to say it? What are you waiting for? What is he waiting for? Yeah.
2: And by the way, for those in the chat saying, oh, we all said yes, uh, I'm scrolling down from Sonic to Frank and a few others. And uh, no, not everybody said that. So
1: well, I apologize because I was the laziest of them all. Yeah. I didn't want to ha- mention
2: anybody's <laughs> names particular, but you know,
1: it's all
2: right. yeah, that's Danny's fault. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Danny's, Danny's uh, cool, cool people. So
1: of course
2: yeah, she's got a, um, a very unique, uh, channel online as well. Um, Danny, just go on YouTube and search Danny, D A N I, the prank call bitch.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, the prank call thing, yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, DT, by the way, did you see real quick? I know it's not that much of a story, but I just noticed it and I want to see what you thought about Uh Adidas uh, saying Vince McMahon's Alpha Entertainment is copyright infringing yeah, on that. Yeah, I,
2: I saw that. I don't know if that's, I mean,. WWE sued people for infringement over the years, and it's happened in WWE as well. I, you know, I think because Vince is, you know, wanting to bring back football, you know, the XFL, and it's a sport. Yeah. That's why Adidas is claiming it. If if uh-huh. this was WWE or a different form of entertainment. Adidas would not have any uh, case whatsoever. This, uh, I'm, um, I'm, I'm still not sure of. I mean, I understand why Adidas did it, because it's, it's a sport. But I don't know if they have that strong of a case. I mean, uh, it, I, maybe they'll settle.
1: Yeah, it's, I didn't even know Vince's thing was called Alpha Entertainment. I would have figured that would Alpha would have been taken years ago by somebody.
2: Yeah, if you notice, we're already another year, almost gone by with uh, the XFL returning. I mean, I it wasn't supposed to come back in 19 anyway. 2020. But, 2020. Right, right. But, um, you know, we're one step closer to 2020. You know, we're, that's not that far away. No. So, you know, that's why I say also when you see – you know, these rumors that this promotion is starting up and WWE is concerned and they're trying to assign people extended deals and this and that. WWE has so much coin right now and they're going to try XFL again and they're venturing in entertainment and it's going to be interesting. You know, I'll leave everybody with this from my end. You know, two months ago, we told everybody, pay close attention, Alexa Bliss's concussion, it's more serious than than is being portrayed, she still hasn't been brought back. And this whole, you know, GM thing is, you know, give us something to do in the meantime. Fine, whatever. Um, I'm telling everybody right now, pay, start paying closer attention to the Saudi deal, because you know th- there's reports out there that the prince, di- uh, Saudi Arabian prince that he, uh, Bin Salam, I think his name is, he uh-huh. ordered the killing of Khashoggi, Jamal Khashoggi. Right. Now, I know Trump is getting a lot of heat because he said, you know, America first, not going to jeopardize the Saudi deal, this, this, and this is an ad. You know, I'll say this. We don't know 100% sure if the Saudi prince really did order this guy's killing. I mean, right. unless you got audio or video proof or something, you know, it could be speculated, it could lead to a certain thing, but you don't know one hundred percent sure. And you're not gonna jeopardize a relationship with a country that is very important with what's going on with Iran and and other and other areas of that world. All right. So that's why Trump is taking that stance. I actually agree with Trump there. Right. The WWE sense though. It's going to be very interesting to see how WWE handles it because this snowball of people thinking and now almost convinced that the prince ordered the killing of this reporter, that's going to snowball and that's going to build. And if you notice, nobody right now is talking about WWE with Saudi Arabia because there's no events planned in in the near future. When they start planning again, you start hearing rumblings of WWE planning to go back to Saudi Arabia in April or May or whatever it is. It's going to be interesting to see how this is handled because, you know, there are a lot of wrestlers that are Democrats. There are a lot of wrestlers who do not like Trump. And yes, Daniel Bryan didn't go. John Cena didn't go. But now people more than ever are convinced that the prince was behind this killing. Right. So it's going to be very interesting to see how many wrestlers the second time around refuse to go because they haven't been convinced otherwise that he did not order the killing. Pay yeah. attention to it, everyone. Pay attention to it. Not now, but keep it on the back burner because it's, it's, if you thought it was crazy, the PC and the stuff going around the first time around, it's gonna, I think it's going to be even worse the second time around. I agree. Yeah. So
1: absolutely. But uh don't forget Patreon's Dark Chronicles tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow tries.
2: night Dark Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Uh Wednesday will be breakfast soup. Thursday mm-hmm. will be the return of blah blah blah. And um, for those listening live, stay tuned. You got some more audio coming up. Everyone in the download, make sure to check out this week's This Week in Wrestling History. It was a lot of fun to put together. I also want to let everyone know, I I will admit when I fuck up, and I fucked up. And oh. I fixed it, but I don't want anybody to start going crazy thinking that they heard something and they didn't hear it or they didn't hear it and then he did hear it. Um, episode 44 of This Week in Wrestling History, I had played uh, highlights of the, the wedding of Test and Stephanie and also Samoa Joe shooting on Scott Hall, no showing TNA. Right. Somehow... I mixed up the end of November with the end of October. And those two clips originally were on episode 44. I removed them from 44. They actually happened this week in wrestling history. So there's going to be two clips this week that you listen to it. You may say to yourself, wow, didn't I hear this before? I don't want anybody to go crazy trying to figure out like, wait, wait, I knew I heard this before. That's what happened. Um, you know, I, it's the first time I honestly, I know why it happened because I was planning this vacation with my family for about two and a half months Mm -hmm. and I was doing everything possible to get last week's episode done a week early so I can go away. And for the last month and a half, two months, I've been doing a little extra work trying to get this episode done a week early and from, you know, doing that week's episode and also trying to do the end of November's episode the same week, somehow I, you know, commingled some clips. So, you know, I don't know if maybe they just ended up in a wrong folder, but, you know, those two clips uh, I had on the wrong episode. So I'm surprised nobody picked up on it, but I fixed it. And I just didn't want anybody to go crazy wondering, like, you know, how, why am I
1: hearing this again? Sorry. Right. Yeah. Kev, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, sir. All, all right. Everybody, catch all Patreons tomorrow. Everybody else, next Monday. Have a good one.
2: Peace. Later. All right, everyone. Uh, those listening live, once again, stay tuned, everyone, and download, follow me on Twitter, at D. Website, DonTony.com. Email me, DonTony, at DonTony.com. You know what? Because of everybody, the audience is so large this week, I want to do another trivia contest next week. Um, I will, if you follow me on Twitter, at Don Tony D, I will put up a poll the next day or two, choice of a prize. I have three women's, I I might do a women's prize this time around since we haven't done that in a while. I don't know if anybody collects like cards, autograph cards, Kiss cards, I'm sure some of you know what those are For people that don't know what the kiss cards are A lot of the women on the current WWE roster Tops, uh, has cards, you know, like trading cards You buy baseball cards, football cards They have WWE cards as well And some of the cards that they have are called kiss cards What the women re- woman wrestler will do Is she will have lipstick on And she will actually kiss the card And you get the card with the actual lipstick and it's the actual kiss card. And some of them are even more rare because said wrestler will autograph the kiss card. So I have quite a few kiss cards uh, in my possession because I have a lot of prizes that I've been building up, you know, for Patreon, for future giveaways. So I have like a Mandy Rose kiss card from like two or three years ago. I have an autographed Nia Jacks kiss card. I have um, a ki- uh, card from uh, Eva Marie, that is actually worth a boatload now since she's no longer in WWE. I have an AJ Lee card. So I think I may put up a poll in the next day or two, let you choose what the prize will be. And I want everybody to tune in live next week. We'll give it out on the show. For those listening to download, if you're going to say to me, how come you don't do contests for people on the download? It's very, very difficult because I could put up a trivia question, then you research it, And then how do you be transparent and actually pick a legitimate winner? It's not that easy. You do it live in the chat room. You know, everybody's there to witness it. Plus, I have the transcripts of all the chats. So uh, for those out there that like to talk shit behind my back when wrestling soup is on and stuff like that, I have access to all the chats, motherfuckers. (laughs) I'm kidding. kidding. I don't look at the chats, but I keep... Transcripts in case somebody ever calls Me out in the future and says hey you Didn't do this or hey you didn't do that We try to be uh, I mean that That's one thing that I'm not good At everyone I'm not good at lying You know usually If on my Twitter I said you know I was going To Connecticut with the family this week And we were taking the ferry and this, this and that So me like an idiot for those That don't like me you'll appreciate this Me like an idiot This past weekend on Thanksgiving, it was only 20 degrees in New York. It was only 15 or 19 degrees in Connecticut. So we decided for the first time ever to take the ferry. We figured we'll drive to the tip of Long Island instead of going I-95 because I-95 is crazy traffic already. Imagine doing it during the Thanksgiving holiday. It's even worse. So we figured, okay, we'll drive to the tip of Long Island because it's the opposite way of the you know, in the Hamptons you know the Hamptons you go uh, right and where the ferry leaves you go left. So we figured we'll, we'll drive to the end of Long Island take the ferry from the end of Long Island which takes you into Connecticut then you drive about 25 miles to the cabin and then we decide to go to the casino for a day you know with my mom and this and that so anyway we're on the ferry Thanksgiving in the morning and it's about 20 degrees out and we're on a ferry and it's the winter time. And when you're on a boat, water splashes in your face and it's cold. So as we're on the ferry, I'm saying to myself, you know, I, I wonder if everybody thinks I'm full of shit about really going away, Connecticut, this and that. So me, like a moron, I take my my iPhone and I go outside and I said, Let me go on Twitter and shoot a couple of seconds of video to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. And if you go on my Twitter right now, at Don Tony D, you will actually see the video of me wishing everybody happy Thanksgiving, but I'm the only dumb Pollock outside the boat getting drenched. And at the beginning of the video, I'm sitting down not realizing that the seat is completely filled with, you know, soaked with water. So I got soaked. I got drenched. It's 20 degrees out. We're on a ferry. I can't go into a bathroom and change clothes. I fucking, just watch it. You'll see. I'm wishing everybody a happy Thanksgiving. I realized the stupidity I just did. And you could see it looks like smoke in the video, but it's not smoke coming from the boat. It's the foam from the water splashing into my face. And I was an idiot. But you want a good laugh at Don Tony D. So, all right, everyone, I'm out of here. If you uh, want to check out Patreon later this week, as we said earlier, Kev will be on tomorrow with Trez for the Dark Chronicles. I'll be on with Mish Wednesday for breakfast soup. I'll be doing blah, 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 Thursday, which is a non-wrestling show. And as always, you get uh, you know all the other bonus content as well. So everyone take care, be well, and I'll catch you all soon. Ciao. Support the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle show on Patreon. Get access to thousands of hours of back episodes. Get bonus episodes and exclusive shows. Castle Chronicles. Breakfast Soup. Pay-per-view recaps. DVDs.
0: Miracuzzies. Tattoos.
2: And more. Support the show that's entertained millions for over 16 years. Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Once again, Patreon.com slash Don Tony.
0: Tune out with Nebbia by Moen, the spa shower that offers double the coverage using about half the water, making it look, sound, and feel totally different. Learn more at moen.com slash Nebbia. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans, I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. Insurance agent myhealthpolicy.com